Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Well, Kenny, at this pace, we're not going to get through the whole Passion Week. We wanted to hit the Passion <laughs> Week. Yesterday, we were, last, last session, we were trying to get through Monday. We didn't even get to the end of Sunday. I know. I was, I was going to say, we might not get through Monday. <laughs> no, but there's we, not that much happened. Tuesday. I know. Yeah. That's true. There's not that much happened on Monday, so if we dive in, I think we could we could conquer Monday. <laughs> okay. But uh, no, it is it is amazing though when you you start unpacking all these things and the meaning and and where your mind continues right. to go and the ramifications of these things and how it ties to other things. It's just it's an amazing thing. Yes. But so here we are on Monday again. This is Monday part B actually. I've had the triumphal entry. And then it says, Jesus, he went out of Bethany, out to Bethany with the 12. So after the triumphal entry, yeah, he goes back to Bethany, stays probably with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Yeah. He apparently, like, good friends. They yeah. hung out there, and uh, that's a whole other thing. Just a fascinating <laughs> story to me, how much uh, they just, they were just, their home was just welcome to them. Anytime you yeah. guys are in, the, in town, you stop by at Bethany. That yeah. was where they hung out. Yeah. I, I, I like that. That Jesus, you know, just even as a sense of courage, you know, hey, let's go back to Mary and Martha and Lazarus. They yeah. love us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and then just uh, even even Lazarus, I wonder if some of it, you, you talked, I think, in the last, in our last podcast about Lazarus being um, sought after to kill. How encouraging it must have been for Jesus to stay with them and, yeah. hey, I'm with you. Right. <laughs> you know, life or death, you're fine. Right. You've already tasted it. Yeah, right? no, no kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, that's that's a that's a crazy story. And the and to think that the reason that the Pharisees wanted to kill Lazarus is because Lazarus is because everybody was believing as on account of him. Which I mean, yeah, you know, can you imagine that would spread like wildfire? Yeah, you know, it's 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 an amazing time to try to. But when you put all those nuances together, um. I think it helps put the story and help you understand the intensity and, and some of the tension and, right. and everything that's going on in Jerusalem at that particular time. And, and so he comes into the to Monday. This is Passion Week, and it's it's building up to Passover. That's why all the people are there in the first place. Anytime there's Passover, yeah. people come from all around right. to celebrate the Passover. And so, and Jesus didn't miss too many Passovers, I don't think. I, I mean, no. he was always always going to Jerusalem, and it was during Passover. And so, I'm going to actually bring that out. But basically, today is is the fig tree. Yeah. Um, and and the basically the what happens on Monday is is he passes the fig tree, mm-hmm. then he goes and cleanses the temple. And then, and then the next thing that happens is another fig tree, but that's actually Tuesday morning. Right. So it's fig tree, temple, fig tree. And, and that bookend, uh, especially in the book of Mark and the way it's laid out, uh, hints to scholars that there is a tie in the, in the two. Yeah. And so we're going to try to unpack that just a little right bit. Of, but, so it starts out in uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 12. It says, on the following day. So that would, this is now Monday. Okay. Yep. First day was Sunday. On the following day, which is Monday, he came to from Bethany and was hungry. And seeing at a distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything to eat. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not seasoned for figs. Okay, so um, did a little fig tree uh, research. Yep. So if, if you want your agronomist, put my agronomist hat on right now. And so <laughs> basically the, the what is known about fig leaves, I don't know, but I read about 
because we don't have too many fig trees in, in Wyoming. I don't think we have I, any. I, be, I could probably bet on that. <laughs> but um, but they basically put out these little buds early March. Mm-hmm. Then the leaves come in in full foliage. Now, those buds are not good to eat, but they fall off. It indicates, okay, there's going to be a, a, a fig here later. Fig season is May and June. Okay. okay. So it puts out this little bud, so you know, okay, it's going to have a lot of figs this year. And then the, then the foliage comes in. It probably okay. covers them up. Okay. And apparently those aren't really good, but, I mean, you know, the people that were really, really hungry, that's, they would go get those little buds. And so when Jesus saw this, this fig leaf in fully, fully leafed, he assumed, you know, there would be assumed by anybody that there's some little buds on there. Not great figs that would be tasty, but these little buds, which you right. can't eat. Maybe satisfy you a little bit. Yeah, little exactly. Burst of energy. A little burst of energy. And so, um, but he went there and he found nothing. So he found nothing but leaves, for it was not fig season. And, of course, he knew that, but he was looking for the little buds. And he said, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. So he, he goes over and curses this tree. All right. Yeah. So, and then he just kind of leaves that story there. Then, then Jesus goes in, comes into Jerusalem, and he cleanses the temple. You know, and that's the whole, my father's house is not a, is a, is a house of prayer, but you've made it a den of thieves. Yeah. The Pharisees were upset, and, um, you know, he did a little bit of teaching, and then, then they go back to Bethany. Um, one of the, I'm going to talk a little bit about this cleansing of the temple because there's the synoptics, which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke, mm-hmm. agree on the account, on the reaction of the people, and all those things. Yep. John's account is different. Right. Um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke's account is toward the end of his ministry during Passion Week. Mm-hmm. John's account um, is very early. It's in chapter 2 of John, and he goes in and cleanses the temple during Passover. Now, there's a lot of, I don't know how you were taught, if they were, but there's a lot of people that teach it's the same one. It's just, they just have it recorded at different times. Right. There's other scholars that believe that, no, John's account was is kind of bookends. That was a different context um, because that was early in Jesus's ministry during Passover, right. and then Matthew, Mark, and Luke's account is during Passion Week. Did you, you have yeah. any feedback thoughts on I, that? I always understood it as two separate. Yep. And uh, I, I like that phrase bookends. Yeah. You know, this is kind of starting his ministry, yeah. and this is this is the conclusion. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the first one is when he he made a whip of cords and he drove out the the you know the the cattle and the, the sheep and basically pushed everybody out. And but the people they weren't. They were fascinated by him, but they weren't ready to kill him. So the response of the Pharisees was different, and that's yeah. one of the reasons that people believe that they truly were two different, two separate accounts. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and even his emphasis, um, his emphasis in that is is uh, you know the the temple and you know, destroy this temple, and in yes. in three days I'll raise it back up, and right. uh, you know the emphasis is completely different too. Yep. And then you look at, at this one at the other end of his ministry, and there's a different implication altogether. And you know, one of the things I was thinking, Galen, and I'd I'd, I'd really you know you can wax eloquent on this. Uh, why would why would Jesus feel like he even needed to cleanse the temple? Why is it such a big deal? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think, you know, is the bookends of, of this, it's like they didn't learn anything. If it's true, <laughs> right? Right. He cleansed the temple early in his ministry, which had been about two and a half, three years earlier, mm-hmm. right? And here we are two years, at least two, two and a half years later, maybe three years later, um, and he is uh, cleansing the temple again. It's like uh, they obviously didn't get the message. Yeah. Um, 
there was something here. But I think also he was trying to show them something, just like with the fig tree. It's a symbol. The fig tree is a very symbolic tree for for Israel. Yeah. Right. And and I think there there's a lesson that he's trying to get across to the disciples because of his response. I, do you have that response there on the on the Monday res, or Monday response? Basically, it's that whole part where. Um, and verse 20, Mark chapter 11, verse 20, this would, this would be Tuesday morning. So mm-hmm. we're tapping into Tuesday just a little bit, but we're still talking about the same tree. As they passed it by in the morning, they saw a fig tree withered away to its roots. Mm-hmm. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed is withered. Jesus answered, answered them, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain be taken from uh, and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes... He says it will come to pass. Um, it will be done for him. And so, so really, the whole thing was a faith lesson. That's the context of this. Right. And and it's basically, in my opinion, I'm, I mean, if I were to preach this, I would say what what he, Jesus is saying is the Jewish people that tree, the fig tree, has no fruit, mm-hmm. right? Has yeah. even no buds, right? There's, which will not turn into any fruit. These are they are just all show. Yeah. It's all leaves. You yeah. just look at the outside and go, wow, what mm-hmm. a beautiful, healthy fig tree. Mm-hmm. And uh, but there's no fruit, yeah. and I think Jesus was actually using this as the metaphor of Israel, and I think maybe then goes in and cleanses the temple and like, you know, there is no fruit here. There yeah. is this is all just a big money machine, or yeah. a you know to make them look good on the outside. The Pharisees look good, yeah, right, yeah, but not but didn't have the fruit, and so Jesus went right to the disciples and yeah, and 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 I just want you guys to know that you can have fruit, and if you do have fruit. It's uh, it's it's the faith that you have, and you're going to do amazing things with this with this faith and the right. the fruit that will be produced. Right. Uh, well, I was looking at you know just the cleansing of the temple. So, so they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. So. What, how does that affect faith? What do you what do you think with that, Galen? How does that how does that kind of shape this narrative? The fact that that he actually turned those tables, or how did yeah, and that sure they were and they were and that they were selling uh, those animals there, and uh, you know, you know. So we're talking about right now the the issue of um, I, I don't know the 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 issue of worship. Right there's no fruit. There's right. no faith in God, I and now they're going in and they're selling these animals, and they're in some in some cases apparently they're keeping some people from it because yeah. they can't afford it. Yeah. Uh, I don't. How do you think that? Well, affects? I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. Um, the, but the one th- here's what came to mind is mm-hmm. that whole idea of mechanical spirituality. You just go in, buy your lamb, go to the thing, da 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 da. And yeah, so I think I think there's there. a rebuke on the whole thing because he's saying that what's really what the, the faith is the fruit, you know, you, yeah. the faith that you have in God and God will produce fruit, fruit through you. Yeah. That's what's missing here. Yeah. And, and here's a, you know, we can, we can diss on the Jewish people during Passover or the, the money changers or whatever else. Right. But the, the frightening thing is, is when you take all that stuff and look at yourself and say, mm. you know, are we being be mechanical, mm-hmm. you know? And I think we both, we've both talked about this, not necessarily mechanical spirituality. That's a seminary term, but right. But, you know, with this COVID-19, we're locked down. We're not doing Easter the same this year. Right. There's going to be empty parking lots everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, it just makes me wonder. 
you know, I'm not saying that God is cleansing the temple. I'm just saying, though, I don't want to miss that message of, right. you know, God saying, you know what, guys? Uh, you guys are just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. You're just kind of doing the thing and whatever. Because that's what he said to the people in the Old Testament. You're bulls and goats. I, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in your heart. Yeah. And, boy, if if there's anything that I've I've been thinking about, not I hadn't thought about it until just now with tying it with this story, but I think God wants our hearts. And if yeah. we're doing anything, it's just goes through the motions and, you know, it's like uh, you just throw in the, the coin and watch the, all the things happen. And it's like, no. God wants our hearts involved in this, yeah. and uh, yeah. and that's the the getting down to the fruit and the stuff that really matters. Yeah, and uh, boy, we can, you know, we can we can diss on the Jewish people as well, but but you know the we're, we can be as guilty as anybody as just looking like that big pretty fruit. Uh, as long as we have leaves and we look like we're doing really good mm. and don't have fruit, oh my gosh, yeah. If we miss that message, uh, no, that's trouble. And, and it's so easy to check out. I think especially, you know, Christmas and Easter are, are obviously big holidays that we celebrate. It's, it's a fantastic uh, cultural event where many people go back to church and, and remember Jesus. And, and those are good things. But we want to be careful that we're not just checking this off. Right. Like somehow my presence in a building pleases God. Right. And that, I mean... There is a place for corporate worship. I'm not. I'm not dissing that piece. What I am saying is, if if somehow we think that that's what pleases God and that's going to make Him happy, and now I can go out and do whatever I want afterward, like that's not it. Right. And this is. I mean, this is the message. You know, you talk about Tuesday when Jesus went out. Um, uh, let's see. Now in the morning they passed by, and then Peter, remembering, said, "Look, the fig tree which you have cursed has withered away." I don't want my I don't want my life to be a withering. Yeah. <laughs> right? I want that abundant life that Christ has called us to and that comes through faith. Right. But and that's I I really do believe, you know, I I'm going to I'm going to try to quote you but you have a you had a cool way of saying this on Sunday about, you know, we are in a timeout and um we're not the church is not can you say? Oh, help yeah, me out. yeah, yeah. It was really I, good. I can't remember it. Uh, I, uh, the deployed is that deployed, what you're talking thank about? Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, yeah. Well, and I I saw it on Facebook, but it just it just hit me between the eyes that uh, the church isn't missing. The church is deployed. Right. And I I love that picture. Right. You know that that's who we are. We're because that's where the faith is. That's where the fruit is. That's mm-hmm. where where the rubber meets the road. And he and, and I think you're what you were saying is you know we want to be out. Do we, you know, being the church, not yes. just doing church, and and I think we're all evaluating those things and yeah. and uh, praying through. And I certainly have been. It's like, man, Lord, I do not want to be in that Pharisaical rebuke camp. Right. We're supposed to learn from that rebuke. It's like, okay, <laughs> don't be that guy. Yeah. yeah. And and we can be that guy. Uh, absolutely. Just because we don't wear the Pharisaical robes and all those things that maybe they they look like or they did in that day, we we, we have our own way. Right. Uh, and uh, man, I don't want that. Amen. Well, you know, I was thinking about just as as you were talking and the church deployed, that's been something that I've been chewing on this last week, especially. Um, But it's been during these times where life has changed that the movement of the gospel has just been powerful and has bared, uh, you know, there has been a lot of fruit because of it. And I guess that's a little bit, my prayer through this, Galen, has been, you know, God, let the church be the church. Let this be a time where the gospel is heard 
and lived and understood and grows, you know, use this. And we're starting to see a little bit of that. I mean, even with our, you were talking to us this, uh, this, this weekend when we were getting ready to record about the, the impact and how, yes, uh, and, right. in many ways, the message that has gone out from Cheyenne Hills has, right. has multiplied many times. At least five times. I mean, you look at the number of views on, on, on Facebook Live, and then, and then when you take the uh, computer, you know, the online live, stream, live yeah. streaming, thank mm-hmm. you, those numbers were like, it's five to even six times ah. what our, 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 uh, our weekend attendance is. Yeah. And I was talking to a church, uh, a guy that's part of a church, a big church in, in Colorado, and uh, they said that their reach, they have about 30,000, I think, that meet on all their yeah. campuses. It's Flatirons Church, yeah. and they have a big campus. They have a big campus, but then they have several campuses. But he was telling me that their reach was like a quarter of a million worldwide. Wow. wow. Okay, so those are just two churches that are basically five times. You could take yeah. whatever number you want. But just think of all the other churches that are, are like, you know, that are reaching, that have a yeah. further reach, what that might be and how that might be reaching in places that the gospel's reaching in places we could even can't even imagine. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I think these things are happening. I think God's doing something. We're just going to have to have the faith that it takes to continue. Okay, God, what do you want us to do? Because we want to be fruit producers. Right. We don't want to just be this pretty tree. Right. No, I love that. And, and I would just, you know, the, the gospel impact that is is represented during this time is remarkable, and it's caused the church to be creative and to consider other avenues. And God, in His mercy and kindness, has given us time to be right. able to do it. I mean, uh, to just add all of these things on top of the plate of of most churches, it, it wouldn't have been possible. Right. And so, for God to give us this time, it's and amazing. I, I wanted to share this this story just real quick. Um, uh, because I was so encouraged. So this this past weekend when I was preaching, I told the story of my coach, oh, my yes, junior I high love, coach. That was awesome. Yeah, that timeout was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and he's just always been uh, one of those guys that I look up to and appreciate. Well, anyways, uh, yesterday after the service, he sent me a message, and he watched the service. Oh, my and gosh, so that's awesome. He just, you know, thank you and uh, appreciate it. He even called me young man. So <laughs> I, I, I was like, wow. I don't, that's, I don't, that's really I don't cool. know well, if you could see it. Maybe he's just hearing it. Did you tell him you were going to use that illustration? Well, well what had happened is uh, on Facebook, we were putting together a worship playlist. And I just kind of put out this this comment. Anybody, let me know what's a good worship song that you appreciate. Well, at the end, we uh, I went on Spotify and I put together this this playlist. Okay. And his daughter is a friend of mine on Facebook okay. and she reached out and said, Oh, Hey, I, I saw that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to share it with our, with our uh, church family and stuff. And, and I said, Robin, it's so great to see you. I just wanted you to know I'm, I'm talking about your dad is a central figure in oh, my sermon this wow. weekend. And she goes, Oh, okay. So and then I got that message. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. Those it was cool. really encouraging. Those are cool, cool connections. Well, okay. But the story, that's the cool story, but the message of that story for the people that weren't in the, didn't hear it mm. was, was basically that God has got us. You, you talked about your coach, this coach brought you over and you said in this timeout, let's get back to the fundamentals. Yeah. And that's the part, man, it really stuck with me that that's, yeah. what if God is saying, okay, this is a timeout. This quarantine is a timeout. Yeah. Let's get back to the fundamentals. Yeah. And I think a fundamental is fruit producing, right? Yes. Not just looking like a pretty tree, but producing yeah. fruit. And it takes faith to move forward and produce fruit. Yeah. And which is another thing for me. It's like, okay, this doesn't mean we're supposed to put everything on hold or stop it. It means that we got to put faith in the things that matter 
and and I think that are fruit producing kinds of things. Yes. And yeah. the other message of this is, and if not, it, you know, that tree could be cursed. Right. And could go wither and go away. And just in case you didn't get that, if your temple is filled with a whole bunch of distractions. Yes. And not about wow, really truly worshiping God, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like. God is looking for true worshipers, and you guys have turned it into something else. Yeah, and He cleanses the temple, and so we hear these stories. And but then when you apply it to the church, or even even better to even to my own personal life, right, is make sure that's not true of you. You're just looking good on the outside. Yeah, that it that you don't have a all b- whole bunch of distractions between you and God, and that's that's where you know the first time I ask you, what do you think God's doing, and all this, you didn't give us some big you know global answer you said well here's what god's doing in my heart yeah and i think that's exactly the answer kenny for yeah. every one of us and if we can do that yeah. uh, we won't be a cursed fig tree we won't have to have our t- temple cleansed yeah. we can just let those guys do it and we can just learn from <laughs> from their bad mistakes yeah well here we are we we just con- we only conquered one tree <laughs> and it took us 20 minutes to figure out the leaves <laughs> of the figs and well anyway we hope that you will continue in your pursuit during this time of lockdown, man, it's a timeout. Maybe you can get back to the fundamentals, just like your coach gave you, Kenny. Yeah. God bless you. People be strong and very courageous. See you next time. <laughs>